You're listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the TurfNet zone. Here's your host, Randy Wilson. Hello and welcome to Rock Bottom Country Club. Brought to you by Vinyl Guard. Today we're going to attempt to answer all the emails that have built up in our inbox. There's questions about rock bottom policy concerning ball washers, benches, employee chips, corporatism, robots, USGA, rakes in or out, stimps, twits, year-round school, golf insurance, and makeup for men. And there was one angry snail mail written in crayon. So here's Ludell with our first question. All right, thank you. First up, can we have some background music? feels kind of quiet and lonely in here. Okay, first up, we have several folks who want to know what our bunker rake policy is at rock bottom. In or out? So... Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't answer a question by starting with so. You sound like one of them hipster experts on TV beginning every answer with so. It's like they're trying to beat a lie detector. What was the question? Uh, bunker rakes. Oh yeah. We like to leave greenside rakes in the bunker and leave fairway rakes in the shop. Because in 50 years, I've never seen a golfer rake a fairway bunker. What about personal stimp meters? Golfers say they're getting a different reading with their stimps than the reading we post in the pro shop. So, the golfer who totes his own stimp is a doofus. Also, the stimp counts as a club, and this often puts the doofus over the 14 club limit, which makes him a cheater. Next, a stimp-toting dentist is no more capable of getting an accurate measurement than I would be of successfully drilling my own teeth just because I bought a dentist drill. It's the skill, not the drill. So... Now you said it. Said what? So. So what? Uh-oh. Uh-oh what? Uh, I'm here to file a claim. On what? On my policy. What policy? My golf insurance. Golf insurance? That's right. Says right here in the event of a golf catastrophe. I'm due not only a green fee refund, but additional monies in the form of a free hot dog. Who sold you this? He did. Ludell? Ludell sold you this? Ludell, you're selling golf insurance? Uh, yeah. Golfer pays $2 for insurance, and in the event of a golf catastrophe like uh, lightning or temporary greens, he gets a refund, uh, plus a hot dog. Are you out of your mind? This will cost us a fortune. No, it won't. We don't have to pay if the underwriter determines the catastrophe was an act of God. Well, who's the underwriter? Me. Okay. What's your catastrophe, old man? Well, them lady golfers out there shame me for wearing red plaid plus fours and, and a little tassel on my hat. Well, that's an act of God. See how easy this insurance scam is? Well, you best be careful. I'm a raider for a big golf magazine. Oh, I didn't know you were a raider. Well, then you qualify for VIP treatment. Like what? Well, valet parking for one. Here, Ludell, take his keys and valet park his Cadillac. Well, it's about time. Here, boy, drive it gentle. All right, don't worry, you old coffin dodger. I know what I'm doing. Oh, where is the valet parking? It's right out there. You'll be able to see your car from here. It's where we park all the special golfers. Raiders, career politicians, asphalt contractors. Hey, he's taking my Cadillac out on the driving range. Yep. I bet we sell a lot of range balls today. Okay, some fella in Idaho wants to know rock bottom philosophy on ball washers and benches and just clutter in general. So, back in 2015, Brad Klein wrote a piece for Golf Week on all the clutter on golf courses. 
Although he failed to target that hideous striped phallic symbol that was erected all over Argyle fairways everywhere, but anyway, the next week, whiny, spoiled golfers wrote in moaning about how much they loved their clutter, and then the clueless editor of Golf Week printed the written tantrums by these crybabies, effectively throwing Brad under the bus. You worse than a presidential press secretary. Answer the question. So, ball washers. I like what Mike Young, internationally famous golf architect and curmudgeon, says. Ball washers are just for balls you find in the rough or a pond. And then there's Chris Cupid, the genius owner of Rivermont and famous USGA official who says, how did your ball get dirty between the green and the next tee? Who putts with a dirty ball? Now, here at Rock Bottom, we solved the ball washer clutter problem with a small, easily concealable sledgehammer and blamed it on teenage vandals. What about benches? Cletus Titwell been raising sand about our lack of benches. He wants a bench on every tee. Cletus rides around on a bench every day. At a lower asphalt riding on that golf club atrophy site. He said the reason we don't have benches is golf course maintenance is too lazy to get off the rough mower to move the benches and we all ought to be forced to use push mowers. Okay, look. The real reason we don't like to climb off the mower is they're all full of sensors now, mandated by the nanny state, and when we get off, we can't get the mower started again because the starters are bad and we don't have the money to keep replacing starters because golfers demand we spend the money on benches and ball washers and water buckets and trash cans and ashtrays and little boxes to collect their tees and sand buckets and, by the way, the failing starters are the reason we sit out there in the rough idling while you play. We're not wasting time. We're just trying to let you play on by without disturbing your little game while we earn money to feed our families. Here's the rock bottom solution to bench overpopulation. Spray the bench with a mixture of honey and corn syrup. You'll be forced to remove the benches eventually. If Lord Asphalt needs a bench so bad, let him share it with hornets. As for trash cans on every hole, why can't the golfer stuff that muffin wrapper in his bag? Most of them are riding carts anyway. And that monster can tote a few crushed cans because it doesn't have much trouble hauling 48 beers around. All right, just one more clutter question. What about that fella that says, if the green chairman wants a windmill on the 18th green, then it's my job to build the best windmill ever. Well, I'd say keep in mind, your reputation is all you've got in this industry. Years from now, nobody will remember the green chairman, but you'll go down in history as the superintendent who built a windmill on the 18th green of Farnsworth Country Club. Okay, here's an email calling you a Twitter quitter. You know, in light of the recent incident where a very popular superintendent suspended his Twittering, I would suggest everyone go to the YouTube and watch that TED talk on why I quit social media. I already watched that one. I had no idea how social media was damaging my ability to work. I don't think social media is what's doing it. You're just bitter. Here's another email where they say your ebooks ain't available on Kindle anymore. Yep, no more ebooks from Rock Bottom. Some Chinese hacker pirated my books and he was benefiting from my work, not me. But Ephus the Terrible, our top seller, is available in paperback and so is Lost Hound of Raven Gap. If anyone is interested, both are adventure novels set in the mountains of Appalachia. Or is it Appalachia? I've been here 35 years, I still don't know. What about the Greens of Wrath? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh well, reading screens gives me a headache anyway. Here's a guy who accused you, on social media, of spreading harmful anecdotal turf information. You want to answer him? I guess he completely missed the Mark Hoban show. 
there's enough science in those shows to choke a goat. But I do highlight the occasional anecdotal story because that kind of information spreads quickly on forums and by word of mouth. Sometimes the anecdotal stuff leads to an actual study, which, by the way, formal studies are a little slow to reveal their findings because either they're terrified of being wrong or they're incredibly expensive. Sometimes the conclusions are suspect, especially if the entity funding the study is aggressively seeking a specific finding. Hey y'all, this is Mama, owner of Rock Bottom Country Club, and I want to talk to you today about Vinyl Guard. You see, I just detest spending money on foolish things like replacing rake handles and flagpoles every year. That's why I use Vinyl Guard for golf. Every winter we use Vinyl Guard to protect our weather-exposed equipment. It just makes things look better. You know, Buddy is always finding new ways to use Vinyl Guard. You'd be amazed how much better my frying pan looks. Give Vinyl Guard a try. I bet you'll like it. All right, this letter came in the snail mail, and it's written in crayon, and it says, Leave the USGA alone. So, I've finally come to terms with the USGA's refusal to do something about the big-headed drivers in the Super Bowl and golf's fixation with dainty, perfect conditioning requirements. After studying all the data, I realize I've been wrong. We need the frilly, sissy conditioning in the Super Bowl that goes far and straight in the trampoline effect drivers that resemble a child's golf starter set. Why? Because if you read much, you already know about the severe drop in sperm count for males in the Western world. All our little wigglers have gotten weaker and vanished. Our testosterone levels are so low, the average male would rather go shopping for shoes and scarves than play golf. This is probably due to cell phones and microwaves and modern processed food, or the radical feminization of urban men and tight britches. But hey, it's Darwinism at work, isn't it? Speaking of Darwin, what's your thoughts on that company in Minnesota chipping their employees? And the employees just voluntarily taking it like sheep? Next question. All right. Uh, you read about that cosmetic company putting out a line of men's makeup? You're going all out to provoke a meltdown, aren't you? I'll tell you what, I'm going to meltdown if you say so one more time. Hey, have you noticed how dirty our flags are? You suppose it's all the rain we've been getting? No, it's because the tour caddies have taken to dragging the flags around on the green. Gives them something to do while they wait for somebody, anybody, to putt. Also keeps the flag from flapping in the wind. It's no big deal, except you know how golfers love to imitate everything on TV? So I'm going to put a washing machine in the shop. I forgot to tell you, uh, school starts early this year. Cobb County started their school year July 28th. So that means we've already lost our summer workers. Wow, school in July, that's just awful. I think back to my summer vacation, June, July, and August. Well, it wasn't really a vacation. I was working on the golf course from dark to dark, but it was better than being locked in that public school prison camp. You know, I think that's where all this attention deficit thing came from. School, locking perfectly healthy kids in a classroom all day and then acting surprised when they get antsy and can't focus. You know, we had several teachers want to rewire Bodell and Jimmy Cole's brains with focus drugs, but I told them, hey, they'll be fine by the time they're 30, so we'll just pass on the Soma. Okay, Mrs. Huxley? All right, here's one. Buddy wants to know if you saw the Augusta statement released during the tournament where they said they were mowing greens at point one two five. <laughs> I'm not taking that bait either. All right, this fella writes in and says, after 23 years on a mom-and-pop course, we was recently acquired by a golf corporation. 
What should I expect? Lots of business doublespeak. Terms like quantifiable performance measurement standards or QPMS. Endless seminars taught by folks who have never worked outside. Measurement standards like year-round consistent green speeds. You know, that's kind of difficult to sustain in light of monsoons, sudden freezes, microclimates spread around the golf course. To a number cruncher analyzing your data from his warm, dry office, it might appear you're failing to meet standards, when in reality, you're just adapting to changing conditions. The ability to adapt and react is a key indicator of a great golf course superintendent, but QPMS can twist the truth. A Japanese corporation I worked for demanded a rigid preset schedule of mowing reps, manpower allocation, and exact chemical apps. And I was repeatedly reprimanded for deviating from the schedule regardless of weather or other situations, you know, like gunfights. Under the strict control of the office gnomes, adjusting for playability was not acceptable. It was necessary to maintain the schedule no matter what. Kind of like the football coach who refuses to make adjustments until halftime because by dog he's going to stick to his scripted game plan and get beat like a rug. Here's the secret to surviving corporatism. Don't fight the desk warriors. Just give them the paper they want, even if you have to fudge the schedules. Covertly utilize your reactive skills and don't rub it in the cubicle dweller's face when he's wrong and everybody will be happy. They don't read the reports anyway, guys. I once submitted a report explaining how we built a scale model of the Giza Pyramid on 7 Fairway. It took 200 years and thousands of lives and corporate headquarters never said a thing. If corporatism is our topic, did you read that idea the space book fella had? No, what did he say? He said robots are the workforce of the future and we should just give everybody money to stay at home and, you know, feed their space book. Where's this money supposed to come from? Oh, he said we can tax the robots. Wait, his plan is to piss off the service robots? I wonder if he considered what happens when you anger a military robot. And, and what about Buster, our fairway robot mower? How do we tax him? Oh, I, I forgot to tell you, somebody stole Buster. They drove up on 7 Fairway, loaded him in the back of a pickup, and rode off. I bet it was that superintendent over at Burnt Run Country Club. I heard his only remaining crew member quit last week. Yeah, I heard she divorced him and ran off with a taro salesman. You've been listening to Rock Bottom Radio, broadcasting from deep in the turf net zone. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher for future episodes.